I'm always seeing things on the news and thinking that can't be right, can it? Listen to the KYW News Radio in depth podcast and make it make sense. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. You know, Brian, I know you said you wouldn't be watching the Oscars. I ended up not watching it myself, and I think we made a mistake. This was not the year to miss. Of all the years, of course, last night is the point where I say, you know, I'm going to change the channel for a second, check out what's happening on this NBA game, and then I look down and see the first push alert hit my phone. Will Smith has slapped Chris Rock, and I'm saying, what? I got to be honest with you, Sabrina. I'm not sure if I regret my strategy. I did not watch. I heard the buzz last night, this morning, and then I watched the clips on social. I stuck to my plan, and I have no regrets about how I handled that. But here's some good news, guys, some breaking news, because we always have to go straight to the source in matters like these. Page six, of course, from the New York Post, Diddy can confirm that there's no beef. Mm, Yeah, okay, there's no beef. Sure. This is one of the strangest things I've ever seen in any award show. Of course, we'll talk about this. I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Sabrina Boyd-Circa. I'm Brian Seltzer. We'll get into more detail on this wonderful evening of the Oscars with KYW News Radio's traffic director, Kathy Caldwell, who is also, by the way, a stand-up comedian. So it brings a very interesting perspective to what that is like when you're on stage and the potential of someone taking a little bit too much umbrage to a joke. But let's not forget about some great moments for the city of Philadelphia at the Oscars. Quest Love won Best Documentary for Summer of Soul, which was the award that Chris Rock was about to give out when Will Smith came up and, and slapped him across the face one time. You know, if that whole slap hadn't happened, we would be celebrating Quest Love. We would be celebrating Will Smith winning Best Actor. We would be celebrating Wanda Sykes being one of the co-hosts. I think... It was a good night, except for that one moment. And then also, I've got to shout out Ariana DeBose, who just became the first openly queer Afro-Latina to win an acting Oscar. She won Best Supporting Actress for West Side Story. And I don't know if you guys saw it. She was incredible. Very much well-deserved. So that was the most exciting moment for me. And plus, we also had Troy Kotzer. He's just the second deaf Oscar winner, the first man to win a, the first deaf man to win an Oscar. Marley Matlin was the first deaf person to win an, win an Academy Award. There were a lot of really cool, groundbreaking moments. And even Will Smith winning Best Actor, something he'd been chasing for years. He's just the third black actor to win Best Actor in like 60 years. And I got my wish, Jay. Coda won Best Picture. So if anyone, I didn't expect that to win. It wasn't the favorite to win. But if anyone hasn't seen it, it's, it's very good, very eye-opening about what it's like to be deaf, live with a deaf family. And, of course, it's, it's musical, too. So not that it is a musical, but it has music in it and singing and just an incredible movie. So very happy for that. Yeah, guys, one film that won an award last night that I have on my list, The Queen of Basketball, about Lucy Harris, Shaquille O'Neal, Steph Curry were involved in the production of that. It's only... 22 minutes, but it's a film about this woman who is a trendsetter in women's basketball history. So I'm looking forward to checking that out. 
But back to some of the harder news of the day and weekend. We talked a bit last week about Temple's plan to improve safety on campus. That obviously is something on the forefront of their mind. And almost immediately after our episode last week, we heard that the director of Temple's campus safety service, Charlie Leon, was stepping down. Now, Senior Vice President Ken Kaiser Temple announced that Leon will leave his position at the end of the month, saying it's just the right time for him to personally step aside. And this got me thinking about an experience that I had in college. Maureen Rush longtime director of campus safety at Penn. And at the time that I went to Penn, it was still at a point in time where people were like, oh, you know, West Philadelphia, how dangerous, how dangerous. You can't let your students come to West Philadelphia. Well, she was really involved in working with the community there and on campus safety, Penn police to make a, a much more safe and I would say cohesive environment between the campus and the West Philadelphia community surrounding it. So I think that what she's done there, you can go look her up. She's done a lot of uh, progressive work in trying to beef up campus safety, at least on Penn's campus. So I'm hopeful that for Temple, they can find a similar program that can make things better in that part of the city. Now, the plan also is, at least according to the university, that Leon will at least stick around through the month of April because they're still in the process of bringing on former police commissioner Charles Ramsey, who's doing this safety audit. So he's going to continue to help with that to evaluate safety around campus, but he's going to step down from his official role as head of security basically one month from now on April the 29th. They're doing a nationwide search to try to find a replacement. So hopefully they bring in somebody who can make a real change. In the meantime, Deputy Director Denise Wilhelm is going to step in and take on this role until they find the right person. We're nearing the end of Women's History Month. And Raquel Williams, host of Bridging Philly, she got an opportunity to sit down with Philadelphia's current police commissioner, Danielle Outlaw, and really get to know the woman behind the badge. And they talked about being a woman in such a male-dominated field. Well, of course, this is a male-dominated profession. Um, Of course, we uh, salute all the women who are serving and protecting right now uh, alongside their male counterparts. Thank you. What would you say are the unique challenges, though, that women face as officers? Uh, When entering, I just remember as a younger officer, when entering a home, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I called 911 for help. And who is this young? You know, I always look younger than what I was. What's this little girl going to do? <laughs> right. <laughs> or, you know, I came up when there were an era of women who would tell us that they wouldn't get cover from their male counterparts because their male counterparts didn't think that should, they should even be police officers wow. in the first place. So they learned how to band together uh, and again, not only utilize their strengths and their skills to get things done, but to also make it very clear that we can handle things in the same way. So I would just say the typical biases that already exist. Um, whether it's and and then now when you fast forward to the 21st century or 2022, we're dealing with biases and discrimination in a different way. It's it's scrutiny. Right. It's still there, but we're scrutinized even more. So it's not just developing a thicker skin, but having to learn earlier on in our careers that we have to know what bias looks like and be prepared and confident enough in our own skin to address it. To hear that she said that a lot of women were left out on their own without backup in the field, that is both shocking, but oddly, it also reminds me of a story my dad told me about how in the early 70s they did that to black officers. They would just leave you out in the open to have to fend for yourself and to hear that that was being done to women, ostensibly at least 20 year, twenty or so years later, is even more just disturbing. That's, it's that's shocking to hear that. Sadly doesn't surprise me, just knowing what women face in, in every field. But yeah, and this one that is so male-dominated and so with the perception of you have to be 
tough and women aren't tough. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be really hard to to deal with and even more impressive that Commissioner Outlaw has come through all of this and is in the position she's in. And she also, of course, talked about the, the biggest issue plaguing this city right now, gun violence. What are some of the things that keep you up at night, Commissioner Outlaw, as an officer, knowing what's happening out here? Obviously, violence and in, in the lives lost, that has an impact on me. But I also know that violent crime has been increasing steadily since 2015. And I'm not, as one human being, and I said this the day I was announced, I'm not going to do this by myself. And for those folks who think that I'm going to come in here and do it by myself, have another thing coming, what keeps me up at night is when my, I see people that look like my children, either mm. in handcuffs in the back of a car or as victims in the street, or when I'm speaking with families in hospitals that just lost their loved one, and they're looking to me saying, please do something about this. I know it's not only you being the answer, but I need you to do something. I'm hurting and I'm grieving. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, you feel so helpless. You feel so helpless at those times. And so it, it, it reinvigorates me to, to want to do more. That interview, that conversation she had with Danielle Outlaw, which again, you can hear on Bridging Philly. The podcast is up right now. We'll drop the link to it in the show notes as well as we'll get it out there on Twitter. It was an eye-opening conversation to say the least with Commissioner Outlaw. One more note, guys. We must shout out the Villanova Wildcats, making it to yet another Final Four. Very excited about the Final Four field. I, for one, am a fan when some of these pedigree programs make it all the way, and you cannot beat the field in this year's Final Four that we're going to see next week. Also, bummer to hear about Justin Moore, one of the stars on Villanova. He suffered an injury. He's not going to play. But uh, hey, you know what? Villanova, once again, given the city. I know Villanova is a, a lightning rod for controversy, but come on. And they're not even within the city's limits. You know what, though? I have a friend who comes from a St. Joe's family, and she was saying her, her they're rallying behind Villanova because anyone who's representing the Philadelphia region right now, we're, we're going to pull together. You know, when our team's out, we will support whoever's closest to us. The the people I know at Temple do not share that <laughs> at all. There's okay, a, well, I yeah, try to a, be optimistic. There's a weird. There's a weird thing. And see, I didn't get it when I first got here that there was the this weird thing with the main with the bear on the main line, and therefore they're not from Philly. But I look at them as they're the dominant basketball program. They're back in the Final Four again, first time since eighteen. They've won. They've won more national championships than the three other blue bloods that are in the Final Four. In the last 10 years, who knows? Maybe Villanova gets another ring one week from tonight down in New Orleans. So shout out to them. Now in a minute, who boy, this was something. We'll break down the Oscar moment that people are talking about right now and likely are going to be talking about for years to come. We got that coming up in a moment. I'm Jay. I'm Sabrina. I'm Brian. And yeah, we're going to talk about it. Will Smith slapped a man at the Oscars last night. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. This is one of the weirdest things I've ever possibly seen. Chris Rock was presenting the Best Documentary Award, which, by the way, went to Questlove, another Philadelphian, for Summer of Soul, as you heard there, Will Smith took great offense to a joke that Chris Rock made about his wife, Jada Pinkett 
Smith's shaved head referencing G.I. Jane. Now, here's something that I actually didn't realize. I didn't know that Jada had alopecia because I've seen her with short hair and with longer hair over the last couple of years. So it never registered with me that she had it. I guess she was wearing a wig or hairpiece or something. It's an autoimmune disorder that causes you to lose your hair. And after initially laughing at the joke and Jada not seeming too happy about that joke, Will suddenly strolls up on the stage and delivered a very stiff slap that startled Chris Rock and startled everybody who was watching. Will later apologized pointedly not to Chris Rock, but to the Academy and to everybody else. There's a lot to unpack from this. So we've, we've brought in Kathy Caldwell on her day job. She's the director of KYW News Radio's Traffic Center. But outside of here, she's also a stand-up comic. And Kathy, I know comedians deal with hecklers and deal with people yelling at crowds and occasionally walking up on the stage. What was your impression of this whole thing? Well, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, um, I've been in the comedy world since 96, so I've, I've seen a lot, and I don't know that I ever recall anybody being physically assaulted on stage before. Um, it was wild. First, when I saw it, because he hit him with an open fist, and I thought, well, you just played Muhammad Ali. You could surely hit somebody with a closed fist, but he didn't. <laughs> And so I thought it was staged. And, and then when uh, Will started yelling at him, I thought, well, this is this is real. I, 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 I was really, really surprised uh, at, a, at a normal comedy club. Uh, you're you're going to get kicked out <laughs> or, or you're going to, you know, and if Chris Rock is there, you're probably going to be surrounded by six guys that tackle you to the to the ground. Um, so it was, it was really uh, quite uh, something. In my opinion, Will just snapped. I mean, at first it was funny until it wasn't funny. He looked over at JD. He's like, "Uh oh, wife isn't laughing. And then he just kind of was like, oh, I have to make this right. And it certainly it uh, it didn't meet that that level. Nothing meets that level. I mean, you can't you can't get violent with people. So uh, as a comedian, it scares me because. You know, now you're thinking, OK, who thinks it's OK to do this uh, if Will Smith can go up on a national award show and smacks another celebrity? Uh, and and it it's not the way we should be dealing with uh, conflict. Here's the thing that I don't know is whether or not Chris Rock knew that Jada Pinkett Smith had alopecia, because if he did, then I think that crossed a line. If he didn't. He's just joking and he doesn't know how much of a nerve this is going to strike. It seemed like he was legitimately like stunned by Will's response to all this. And that's DJ Jazzy Jeff tweets not long afterwards. What was that? Where, th where if Jeff is kind of saying, hey, I've never seen Will do that. And I've known this guy 35 years. And that's the impression that he always gives off is like, you know, a good, a really good guy, like stand up father and husband and all of that. And then he goes and slap somebody on this huge television program that's a that is definitely a left turn and and kathy how do you as a comedian decide when a joke has gone too far because i know there's levels to comedy there there are the roast comics the insult comics the people who just are a little bit there's a lot of levels to it how do you know when maybe you've crossed the line with on stage and will smith comes up on stage and smacks you in the hand. <laughs> Probably a good indicator of that. Uh, you know, you, I think you try to put things through your own filter. And obviously, they have known each other for many, many years. And uh, Chris was on Will's show back in the day on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, so they, they have a history there. Um, 
I just think you have to you have kids and, you know, kids are watching and, you know, you just have to be have a little bit more restraint than that. I guess when you mention in a club, there are guys like Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle. They've got us. They got a team. They got a security crew with them. If you're in a comedy club, Kathy, and somebody, say, takes exception to something you say, or you may even realize you said anything wrong, but somebody takes exception to it, what measures are there to keep some random jerk just running up on the stage trying to start a fight or get in your face? There's very little. I mean, hopefully uh, there is some security at the club. Not a lot of times, you know, there aren't big burly people at the door running uh, security in some of the smaller clubs or some of the private things and you throw in alcohol and and you know beer muscles and all that and it definitely you know can but hopefully the cooler heads prevail and um i think for me personally just you know uh my psychology degree that i don't have coming into play here uh i think that when you go back at will smith had said in his book that he felt like he couldn't protect his mother when his father was beating him or beating her and he saw her get knocked out and blood was coming out of her mouth and and that type of thing. And so I think he said he felt shame or he felt like he a, a failure because he couldn't protect his mom. And I think in that moment, he had a flashback to his mom and felt like he had to protect her in this moment. It was a chance to redeem himself, but he didn't have the I don't think he had, you know, he did. He, it wasn't the it wasn't the right move. It was an overreaction on his part. And uh, I think he was dealing with a lot of emotions last night. Kathy, you said that if you're going to watch a comedy act, there is an expectation or a presumed expectation of having a thick skin. Do you think that's fair? Do you think this incident might make comedians rethink the type of jokes they tell, what type of reaction it could get, maybe soften what type of jokes they tell, the type of things they make light of and make fun of? I think... uh, in general, comedians are asking themselves those questions. And, you know, in the past several years, they're, you know, kind of there's been a, a more of a pushback uh, for certain things that, you know, when you get into the Dave Chappelle issues and 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 that type of thing. So, um, you know, there's more of a the public has more of an ability to kind of have a say in it with Twitter and with the social media platforms. Um, and I think if a you know, if a joke is in, isn't hurting anyone or punching down, uh, I just think punching down is is bad. It, uh, you know, I think when you are in those higher positions, whether you're it, it's a political uh, area or a star like Will and and Chris, you have to be able to take a joke. You have to be able to brush it off. And you know, there was one of two ways to handle that differently. And I think. One would be if you're really that offended, go up on stage and say, apologize to my wife instead of just hitting him, you know, say, apologize to my wife right now. Or again, you know each other. You sit down afterwards, not appropriate, have a conversation, educate them about why, make a big donation to a cause and say, I've learned something from this. But it's just not the way to resolve that particular, you know issue especially a joke that was not meant to hurt i mean he started the joke with i love you what kind of impression does this give of the city of philadelphia because will is of all the different rappers and talent and athletes that have come out of this city 
Will has always been kind of seen as the tamest of all of them. Not to mention that Philly is already perceived as a violent city amongst the, the whole country. So does this like, I don't know, I, I wonder what people will think of that. Will has been L.A.'s problem for, for a long time. So I don't think we get to. <laughs> he we, did we literally to, go to Bel Air 30 years ago. Now that I think about anymore. it. So. He's. Quest will keep because he's cool. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Disowned Will Smith. <laughs> that's right. That's that's L.A. living there. That's that's not Philly. But don't hit people. Period. Don't hit people. <laughs> Kathy, maybe to slightly shift gears to something more positive and good about the Oscars. Wanda Sykes, local Wanda Sykes. I am such a huge fan of hers. I think she's fantastic. What did you think? Give us the critical comedic analysis of how Wanda Sykes did up there as a co-host of the Oscars. Wanda Sykes could read the phone book, and I would think she's the funniest person yes. in the world. She Just her tone, everything she says is hilarious. Whether she's hosting a show or she's on a show, I will always give her reviews every single day. Kathy, thank you for doing this with us. When can we see you doing stand-up again and hopefully people not deciding to run up on stage to cause mayhem? No, Jay, that's why you're coming with me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The the hands haven't been fully retired, so I might have at least something there. How about Brian? Brian, you coming with me? Sabrina, (laughs) I know, can handle handle it. We'll be your security. Kathy, how often do you get a chance to perform and when could we possibly come say hi to you? Outside of this I building. I am uh, lining up some shows for the late spring and the summer. So I tell you what, when I have them lined up, I'll come back and hopefully somebody else will do some boneheaded thing and we can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> that, somebody doing something boneheaded. Oh, that will just never happen again. What are we talking about? In Philadelphia, never. <laughs> never. Not even a chance at that. Kathy. Keep my name out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy Caldwell, thank you so much. You, you can follow Kathy at Kathy Caldwell 24, by the way, on Twitter. Thank you again for coming on and talking about this uh, very pressing issue that we had to get. <laughs> hey. We had to air it out in the open. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Take care. That's all for this Monday. I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Sabrina Boyd Circa. I'm Brian Seltzer. We'll be back tomorrow with a story about a possible cure for HIV that uses CRISPR technology. In the meantime, have a great night, y'all. And just don't slap anybody. We'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs>